Hey y'all, it's your sugar here. And tonight, um, I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to be a long conversation or a short conversation, uh, depending on who chimes in, but it's the sugar show. Yep. We here on Wednesday night at seven 30 and we here talking women's boxing. And, um, I'm not sure if you caught the title, but we talking about the welterweight division heat. So we got some heat coming in for welterweight and superweight, uh, super welterweight division. And I wanted to talk about that because you know what? Like I said, like you always hear Sugar say before, you know, I, it's, I get sick of talking about one broad when there's many bad broads to talk about, right? So um, let's talk about these midweight, these regular weight, welterweight baddies that's out here. Um, over the weekend, one such baddie fought Hannah Rankin. Uh, and, uh, Hannah Rankin fought, uh, it, it was Rankin versus Ayala. I think her name is, um, it's her name, Alexandria Ayala, something like that. And it seems like, I mean, Hannah Rankin won respectively. And I heard it was a very close fight. I didn't get a chance to see the footage on it over the weekend. Um, two good fighters. Okay. So this, um, let me get her name right because the, the, she is, she's also in some, has gotten her, you know, got into some trouble. Um, Alejandra Ayala. So after the fight, she had to be taken to the hospital and, um, she's now in a medically induced coma. So all prayers and, and all of that good energy that we got goes out to that uh, warrior, warrioress um, fighting for her life right now. And hopefully um, Sugar, Sugar will update the group, you know, uh, about this because this is something just that touches my heart. I actually feel, I feel it for Rankin and I feel it for Alejandra and her family because I stress this over and over and over to people. Yes, this is boxing, women's boxing. And um, it looks fun and it looks sexy sometimes and it looks you know, unreal, but it is very real. When we sign that contract, when we take that fight, we are literally signing our life on that dotted line. So I can only speak for Sugar and a fighter like Sugar. Sugar never put her life on the line for no tomato can for no body bag, for no person that didn't work and wasn't worthy for the opportunity to uh, risk their life along with sugar to get in there and, and have a good fight, okay? Um, 
going back to, uh, I mean, I strayed way off topic, but that, I mean, that is something that needed to be mentioned. Um, so going back to that, uh, Hannah Rankin uh, fought Alejandra Ayala. Hannah Rankin won uh, by TKO 10 over Alejandra. And I'll, like I said, I'll come back with the details of this because it's gotten now, um, it's looking tragic. Uh, I hope it doesn't have a, a um, fatal ending to this story. But um, like I said, I'll update everyone. So Hannah Ranking solidified herself as a super welterweight champion over the weekend by defending and, and winning, um, keeping her belts in Scotland um, against Alejandra Ayala. Now, it's heating up because in this welter, uh, super welterweight division, we have some names and, and we have some... Um, really good contenders like there's some so there there's some uh realness in in this division and when you have real and when you can see a real fight two real baddies get down that's when it gets exciting so sugar's getting excited <laughs> okay so um this is the super welterweight division okay and currently in the rankings at number one, we have Natasha Jonas, okay? And my lovely assistant would have a pretty picture to show y'all and a real good picture to, so y'all can have a look at this fighter. But um, I believe we have some technical difficulties today. So just stay patient. My people that know, you know. My people that want to know, use your imagination right now, right? So picture this baddie. Natasha Jonas, former lightweight contender, uh, also former Olympian, okay? So she is of high pedigree, and she's been battling in the lightweight division for a good amount of her career. So aside from, you know, she having a baby, coming back from that, and going through a divorce, and coming back from that, while you're going through a divorce, you have one of the most, one of the worst fights of your life where you get stopped by someone who it wasn't a name, right? Because um, with that signing in, literally signing your life on that dotted line, on that line, right? This fight may possibly end my entire career. This fight may possibly end my life. Yeah, that's what we're signing on. That's how much we love doing what we do. Go fit. That's why we appreciate you guys that, guys and gals who watch us. Uh, we appreciate you guys who care about us, cheer for us. Uh, appreciate us and what we do uh you you guys your audience the the fan the crowd is more precious than gold okay 
uh, thank you from Sugar. And I'm going to thank you on the behalf of women's boxing. Now, Natasha Jonas, like I said, went through, uh, she, she started at lightweight. Okay. She fought Katie Taylor. She fought high opposition, got taken down though by a no-namer. And I don't mean that with any disrespect. Okay. Meaning a no-namer would just mean that um, they're fresh in the game and have not made enough of an impact for us to remember their name, right? Good. Each baddie that signs up for this, I guess they deserve to be here, but it's that baddie that do it so well and so many times that people can't forget her name, don't want to forget her name, okay? Those are the ones that get the shine in the spotlight. Um, so Natasha Jonas just fought a former champion, Chris Namus. And I believe, uh, uh, my, my crowd chiming, chiming in, I hope I got some people tuning in tonight. But I think Chris uh, Namus is uh, somewhere from out of somewhere through South America, I think, okay? And um, she's a big, tall girl, um, boxes, and got leverage to her shots, okay? Big, about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, okay? That type of long, lean uh, woman standing in front of you, okay? Uh, Natasha rallied at, at lightweight, but she's 5'8", so she is tall for that weight division. So I, I suppose she had to extend herself um, in getting down to that weight, maintaining that weight, and being strong in that weight. And that's pretty hard um, starting off uh, so big, okay, 5'8", and having to suck down to something like 133, 34, 35 pounds. Um, tough for some of us, okay? And I think it was tough for Natasha Jonas, but she was doing it because that's where she was successful at even uh, starting off as a um, Olympian, as an amateur. Uh, she rallied out with that weight. She was actually a rival of um, Katie Taylor in amateurs as well. She did very good, both of them did excellent. And then going into pro now, um, we, the rules change in, in pro to a certain degree, right? So um, you're going longer, you're going harder, um, and you, you have to extend yourself in many ways a bit more than when you do in an amateur fight, meaning now you don't have headgear. And what people don't understand is when you don't have the padding and you absorb the shots, they wear you down. Okay. It's no longer fighting for points. It's no longer a score. 
right? The punch is no longer a score. That shit hurts. <laughs> it take your breath away sometimes, right? Some shots are so lethal that you think about it even after the fight's over. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with in the pros. So when I hear, because I've been both, when I hear, because there was a wave of women, I think they're pros now, but there was a wave of women at one time that used to chirp off their mouth or out of their mouth. Oh, amateurs. Amateurs are the, the more, um, what did they say? The more skilled fighters than the pros. The amateurs were the more skilled than the pros. They were better than the pros. Not understanding, and a lot of people really didn't understand that. When you in a real fight, whether it be in the parking lot, down at the um, Fresh Farms grocery store, okay, uh, at a, you know, one of them uh, markets at Black Friday, whatever, right? A them kind of fight, or that kind of fight is different from a pro fight in the ring, is different from a fight where you got pillows and padding and rubber gloves to bounce off, right? One feels like a play play and one can be really lethal. So um, transitioning from Amy to pro, even me, but you know, I had, I had respect for it because the gladiators that trained me used to make me go without headgear sometimes. And so when I had the headgear, they did that. So when I had the headgear, for some reason, I knew that I didn't have not, I, I didn't have much to worry about, right? It, it, it gave me a bit more courage, right? I'm protected, right? When you don't have the headgear, a lot of things are, are exposed. So your temple is exposed. If you get a, if you get a moderate shot there, the room starts to spin, okay? You get plucked on the jaw, real good cut on the jaw shot. Could be a hook, check hook, uppercut, one of those things, right? The lights go out a little bit. Headgear protects from that stuff, right? That's why people, uh, you see them, they getting hit and, and, and going back and forth in the pros and, and all that stuff. Why? Because everything's covered, right? You don't see people getting dropped and all of that really in Ammies, just like how you do in pro. And they take a lot of chances and a lot of risks because they can run into a shot and not sustain the serious damage that'll short, that'll mess up your circuit board, right? And you forget where you are, that you're even in a ring. I digress though. Let's get back to this. Let's get 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 back to discussing now <laughs> the welterweight division and um, why now Natasha Jonas is um, she's ranked number one. Okay, so she has this pedigree. Amy and pro top in both. Uh, she was uh, feeling the effects of 
um, being a lightweight as a pro. And she realized, as we all do, that I can't sustain this weight. I can't, I can't fight good at this weight, right? Because she can't sustain the damage. She can't recover as quickly. She's weaker, right? So when you give up weight, or when you have to hold a certain low weight for a duration of time, you become a completely different fighter, right? You're not as strong as you were. You can't withstand this. You can't withstand the punishment as you were. You know, a lot of things you give up. I always say that people think, oh, giving up mean, oh, I just lost a couple pounds. No, give up a part of your, your essence, a part of what makes you that baddie in there. Because sometimes our heart and our brains um, forget about the most important part of the fight, which is your body. Um, so she moved up, Natasha Jonas moved up to super welterweight. So that's something like between, you know, 147-ish up to 153-ish for us, okay? Um, Welterweight is about 140 to 145, you know, 46, 47, super welter, right on up to 54. So um, Natasha Jonas went from lightweight, which is about, like I said, 133, 134, 135 pounds, 136, you know, she made that jump up to now a weight class that um, they're bigger women they can endure more uh, punishment. The punches are heavier. Um, the only thing that um, you may have an advantage of is they fight slower because they're bigger. Okay. So um, Natasha Jonas went on and filled out, got a little booty do, got some thighs, get, got, got some muscles in her back. You know, she's done filled out, and I like it. Moved up, stepped to Chris Namus, which, like I said, Chris Namus, Chris Namus is about five or ten, uh, five foot ten, and uh, Natasha Jonas is about um, five foot eight. Okay, so she filled out, and she's tall, and and she's uh, Natasha Jonas is pretty. Um, slenderly built as well or moderately slim. she's slim thick okay so um she she carries a lot of muscle through her uh thighs and her hips and her back okay and then she has uh slender or or um nicely uh thin or not thin but slender arms and um, she's, like I said, athletically built legs, uh, down, um, big thighs, and then slim right on down into her calf. Beautiful, beautiful woman, okay? Um, went up there and fought now a former world champion in Chris Nabus, 
And not only did she beat Chris Namus, she knocked that broad out. She knocked her out. And she didn't knock her out in no 10 rounds. She leveled that broad two times. Once in round one and once in round two. Two times. And Namus, she was cold. But let me tell you something. If you got enough pop to drop someone fresh, Namus didn't have to lose no weight or nothing. She's a solid super welter. You coming up the welter weight and you dropping real fighters? Okay, Natasha, I see you. I see you, girl. Okay? Yeah, so she stopped Chris Namus. Um which to me is is a huge comeback and and she she became champion now. Now she's champion. Now she is the number 1, okay? And and greatly deserved, right? Sometimes you just got to go where you fit in best. And she fits in best right now at super welterweight. So then Natasha Jonas is the number one. That's the lady. Okay. Then we go down into number two, Mary Eve uh, DeCare. Okay. DeCare. And um, I know a little about her. I think her background is, um, or her connection here um, that I know is, I think her brother is a hockey player. And, um, you know, it's, hockey's big in, in Canada. So, you know, now there's such and such hockey player's sister is a boxer. Well, I'll be damned. Ain't they badass. Badass bro, badass sis. Okay. One skate on the ice and, and one does it in the ring. Interesting story. Okay. So, um, Mary Eve de Carre or de Carre, what? I tried, <laughs> um, is out of Canada, is out of Quebec, Canada. And um, I, checked, I checked her record, you know what I'm saying? You know, they, they flew some people in to fight her, but those people, checks didn't balance out. I didn't see, I, I didn't know nobody. Like there is nobody that you know, they, they were like um, people that had their first fights and, you know, people that uh, been a loser. So they know they now they just go to lose. You know, I didn't see any live contenders on her resume until she fought Clarissa Shields. And she fought Clarissa Shields um, where Clarissa Shields beat her in a 10 round unanimous decision because you know uh clarissa uh, carissa will um just slap box you to death right she sh ain't no power in her shots but boy can she put them things together and boy is she bad with those intentions when she put them together okay but we just know clarissa shields ain't knocking nobody out okay um this the pros now 
Um, so, uh, DeCare fought um, Clarissa Shields, but I don't think people realize that she fought Clarissa Shields for the super welterweight title. Right, she it was for the WBC super welterweight title. Right, uh, I assumed and, and excuse me, I thought it was some. It would have been some like middleweight or you know she she was at super for super middleweight for a while. But we now now Franchon got it right. It, it's looking like amateurs all over again. Where um, between Franchon and Clarissa, Franchon tried to campaign at a certain weight class. And Clarissa said, nope, I'm the baddest one here. So guess what? Either you move up or you move down. And Franchon said, you know what? Let me move up here and, and, and get comfortable. Because she didn't want to keep, uh, you know, she didn't want that heat. She didn't want to keep continuously running into that heat from Clarissa. Others stayed in the weight class and fought Clarissa for it, right? You pick it, you choose your, uh, choose, choose your story, right? I, I make no judgment, right? But um, I don't know. I personally, um, I, I, I believe both, both faces of the coin, right? Sometimes you got to go where you fit in best. And I also believe that, you know what? I'm going to fight for this spot. I want, I'm the, I, I'm going to fight for this spot. I'm not going to give you this spot. I'm going to fight for it. So, um, we carry on, right? So, uh, Mary Eve DeCarrie is still ranked number two as a super welterweight. And then we have Patricia Bergolt. Okay. So, um, and I, I, I don't know if I've gone through so um, with the origins of these women. Okay, so we have Natasha Jonas. She's uh, out of Britain, England. Okay, um, Mary Eve de Carre is Canadian. Okay, is it these? It like I, it gets it's real, right? For us, it's real. It's international is a bad broad from across the seas versus one bad broad from across the this is how intense like this is how real our shit is okay and we're not this is not anything any chirp 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 not with the women we're not chirping if i fly six hours to come see you we got business to take care of Okay, and sometimes if I got to drive eight hours to come fight you, I ain't laying down. Oh, I ain't laying down. You see what I'm saying? That That's where we're coming from. Right? That's where uh, women women's boxing has come from. And we're doing that sometimes or most of the time because we don't, the, the pay grade ain't like the man's. Right, we're doing that strictly off a of heart, strictly because no, not sometimes, all the time we're doing it strictly because we believe in ourselves and we want to fight. Um, and 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 now with you know the pay grades getting better, and I see where um, 
people can start lying or putting uh, padding records and all of that stuff. Um, I see that integrity that we have as women fighters, women boxers. I see that integrity start to deteriorate. And I, and um, it worries me because um, if women's boxing gets any more um, deceiving, like as it is, yeah, there's always one, you know, the, the thing about um, boxing though, there's always that splash of re reality that can't be planned. And that splash of reality is everyone's got a fighting chance. Everyone has a fighting chance. And that splash of reality is what keeps boxing in general, men, male and uh, female, women's and men boxing. That's what keeps the sport honest. But let me get back to, I'm gonna go back to the point that I'm making. Um, goodness. The point that I was making um, priorly is, like I said, you know, you, you, you go where you feel most comfortable, you go where you fit in, you go where you have better uh, results. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to you still have to fight though, fight for what you want, fight for your seat there. Um, Patricia Bergalt. Now, um, like I said, you know, we're fighting women from different countries. It's an international thing that we're doing. Uh, Patricia Bergalt is from Sweden. Okay, she's Swedish. Um, she's actually, um, fighting Cecilia Breakhouse later down into the late summer, I think late summer, early fall, sometime in August. Okay, but she she actually beat Hannah Rankin, who just, uh, you know, got her belts, got some belts. Um, she beat Hannah Rankin for the um, IBF uh, super welterweight title as well as the WBC uh, interim super welterweight title, which that interim, I mean, they have all these different things to get your money, <laughs> these sanctioning bodies. But, you know, um, if you have the, if you have the, and that green belt, everybody wants it and only the baddest can hold on to it, that green WBC belt. So everybody wants it. Um, all of the other belts, I, I come from the, I am from the school, the old school women's boxers or the, how, how you, it should always be. The fighter makes the belt. The belt doesn't make the fighter, right? Um, you could be a, 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 a punk padded record uh, person and you hold that green belt because your people paid for those padded fights for you to hold that belt. And I could have a, you know, a Circle K 7-Eleven joint belt title. I'm the king of my, I'm the queen of my block, <laughs> right? And because there's always a fighting chance, 
right? Um, we fight and I take your belt. So, um, you know, there, there's all, there's titles are titles that, you know, people can say that they have these titles or whatever. Um, but the interim super welterweight WBC, that's still, you know, that, that's still somewhat prestigious because it's, uh, it's the green belt and the green belt is supposed to be, um, the best belt or one of the best belts to have. Um, so, uh, so, uh, pretty important fight, substantial fight for, um, Patricia Burgle coming up. And um, she has one of the actual belts of the decision uh, of the division. So she has the IBF super welterweight title. Okay. And then she has a WBC interim title. Okay. So she's, she, she's one to beat. She's ranked number three, according to box rank. I don't do ESPN. Uh, we actually set, uh, all, me and the guys, Mike, Eddie Graham, all of the, we about to do our own ranking. Okay. I, I, I know sugar, uh, sugar w wants to do like a real women's ranking. So you got guys and gals can, can have a really good idea of who's actually, uh, of any value doing this, doing this art of fighting, of being a, a, a female baddie, a, a boxer, an athlete, um, a gladiator out here. Um, giving, just giving you guys more of a realistic understanding of what's out here. That's what I want to do. That's the only thing that's going to keep my sport, women's boxing, alive. Okay, so um, then okay, so that that's three, and then we go into the champion of the division, right? Um, Clarissa Shields, y'all, go fig. Clarissa Shields has the WBC, WBO, um super welterweight titles that's awesome so she went from i think super middleweight to middleweight now she's super welterweight all right clarissa i see you i don't think you should go down any further okay but now we're cooking with crisco like i always say okay um, I would love to see Clarissa Shields fight Natasha Jonas. I would love to see, um, Clarissa Shields go at it with now, um, even Chris Namus, you know, like now I'm seeing now I want to see Clarissa. What kind of fighter is she at this weight? She dared. She dared to take that risk. She dared to give some of herself away. Because I guess she said, 
you know what? I have it all. I have it all. I don't need it all to come down and deal with y'all. Okay. I like it. Um, but things to consider now, Clarissa Champ, right? Because there are, I think there are four or five belts out there, okay? Clarissa has two of them. She has the WBC and the WBO Super Welterweight Division champion, uh, Championship belt. Um, Patricia Burgold has one. She has the IBF super welterweight title. Okay. Um, oh goodness. Sorry. Um, sorry, I got jammed up. Okay. So information kind of old Natasha Jonah, Clarissa Shields had the WBO, uh, super welterweight title. It was just one now by Natasha Jonas, but she still has the WBC super welterweight title. Okay. Um, things to consider now though. Okay. Okay. So, um, Clarissa Shields is, they're giving her rank number three or four now pound for pound ESPN did that, which is total garbage. Okay. Clarissa Shields IQ in, in boxing still cannot be tested by the opposition that she has now. She's way ahead of her class, okay? Um, and these, these girls, um, IQ-wise, they're still in a certain style, right? Everyone's still trying to bang each other out or um, play tag, tag box. Nobody's sitting and rocking back and countering and doing all that stuff that Carissa, Clarissa does. Okay. So, um, skills pay the bills and she has, I mean, those skills are going to make her a problem, uh, in any weight class, I would say even a problem for Katie Taylor. Right. So I think Clarissa Shields, IQ wise, you don't get two back-to-back -back gold medals if you don't have a high boxing IQ. That's hence that's why the Cubans are so are so um, great in boxing. Some of them go back and they'll have like three or four gold medals. Okay, at the Olympics, nobody hears about that. Then they come over here, turn into fighters, and clean the hell up because skills pay the bills, and they know the skill. They have skills in there. Okay. Um, said that to say this, Clarissa Shields now is testing her gangster by going down and testing the skill of pretty much uh, of most of the opposition in women's boxing. Okay. She, I, she, she's not going to, I know she's not, she can't go down all the way down the lightweight. She can't do that, but she's going to go, looks like she's going to go as low as she can because uh, she's not just happy with being the best um, 
middleweight or whatever. She wants to show the world. She wants to prove to herself that she is the best, literally, nonetheless, right? She's not following nobody's pound for pound guesses. She's proving it. That's why I love women's boxing. Um, because that that's a moxie right there. That's a that's a big woman, big women. That's women moves, grown ass women moves <laughs> that she's making. Okay. Um, now, in women's boxing, we go from. I mean, we we really jump weight classes, right? So um, you'll have a fighter that fought at 125 pounds and she'll fight all the way up to 150 pounds. Yep, her grade of opposition will go from when she was there right on up. And sometimes she'll fight light, she'll fight somebody way heavier, right? That's how real women's boxing is. We we're fighting we're women fighting we're not like how these men are where you arguing over a couple pounds no <laughs> oh she bad oh she'll fight she want to fight oh i'll drive down there i'll fly down there or she could come up here yeah that's how we do it and all we want to do is fight because the money, um, the money is still kind of funny <laughs> with us. Um, so that's super welterweight division. Okay. And then I'm just gonna, you know, uh, say a, a few names that are in the division just below welterweight division where um, we have at rank number one, Jessica McCaskill. Um, we have Alma Ibarra, which, um, oh, then we have Layla McCarter. Layla McCarter is a crone that's still out here whooping ass. She needs to be on that pound for pound list, but guess what? You got to know real women's boxing to know about Layla McCarter. Okay, so these ESPN clowns, all of these people who don't pay attention to some to this thing that we bleed for and think that just because they're called ESPN, just because they're called Ring Magazine or whatever, because uh, what they said without even knowing us is real, that I, I'm that's not it. They're not it. Okay, I'm telling you who to look for. Box rec, yes. That's a good that that's a good um source to to really see uh the level of badness out here. Women behaving badly out here. Okay, the levels to that. Now, um Layla McCarter, like I said, she's a crone, been out here. Uh has fought, is a legend, has fought legends. And now I, you know, no, none of these youngins want to, want to taste a Layla McCarter. So I think they want to try to, um, just run the clock down on Layla McCarter, but now she's in this weight division and, um, 
Layla McCarter is super, super. Layla McCarter is mega. Yeah, she is. If any one of these women uh, feel like it, Clarissa Shields, any of the Jessica McCaskill, any of these so-called champions uh, feel like they are real champions. Now, Layla McCarter is in the mix. She's ranked number three as a welterweight. They can prove something to um, women's boxing and, and to the world. Um, and then we got Mary Spencer ranked number four as a welterweight. Now, uh, Mary Spencer is young in the game, but she's not young in the game. She's really young in the sport compared to the other women that were of her same graduating, graduating class in the amateurs. Mary Spencer should have turned pro years ago and uh, would have probably been head and show. She, she's, she was a rival of Clarissa Shields. Just put it that way. When Clarissa did her first go around for um, Olympic gold, Mary, Mary Spencer was actually the contender that Clarissa was the underdog against. Yeah, yeah. Everyone started off somewhere, right? So Clarissa had to show Mary Spencer and had to prove to the world that she is the best. So letting you know about Mary Spencer, Mary Spencer, several time world champion. She rallied at, I believe 140 pounds or, or the welterweight division 147 in the amateurs. So, um, and, and she, she got in just as I kind of got out. Um, I became, yeah, I, I, I got out of amateurs just as Mary Spencer started coming around and, and when, and then became a mommy and had a bit of life um, while still training and stuff and then decided to jump back into it, into boxing um, a bit, a bit um, later after, you know, baby got off and, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have to be a mom, mommy, mommy, baby could drink out of his bottle and all of that stuff. Now I, I shook off my, my mommy, full mommy and became too bad again. Okay. Miss too bad this time. Um, so Mary Spencer is four and oh, she has a great IQ. She has enough of an IQ that'll test Clarissa Shields. She does. So we have Savannah Marshall who beat Clarissa Shields, but Savannah Marshall is rallying at middleweight. I think Clarissa Shields has middleweight title as well. But um, um, these, these weight classes, all of these women have fought each other previously at some point, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if Mary Spencer and Savannah Marshall had ever fought, right? I'd have to do some homework to, to figure that one out because that would be interesting. But interesting. But Mary Spencer versus Jessica McCaskill, um, Layla McCarter, Alma Ibarra. I mean, Mary Spencer, I like her. 
right? I liked her as an amateur, but I liked Clarissa more, right? Because Clarissa had that moxie. I saw that. I saw Clarissa come from a young girl who grew up drinking dirty water in Detroit, right? I saw a young girl who was so hungry and knew that she deserved more in life than that, that she was willing to fight her way to the top and that she did to where she clutched gold. Her story is the real Cinderella story. Um, oh, I got someone chiming in. Mike, she's fighting Yamila Renozo on the 28th. Your thoughts on this fight? Okay, Yamila Renoso. Okay, so so Mike, give me, well, you name a name. Give me the stats on this fighter, Yamila. Because I'm going to tell you this. And they ain't saying Yamila's name enough times for her to be, for me to remember, for anybody notable to be saying anything about her. So who is Yamila? Who is she? Who has she fought? Right? I'm not a numbers person, but I know the game. Right? Um, so, Mike comes in. Reynoso is 12, 10, and 3. Wow. Okay. This can be dangerous now. Right? Reynoso can be dangerous. Don't let the smooth taste fool you in women's boxing. Just because somebody got 12 wins, 10 losses, and three draws, that's what, 22, that's 25 fights, 25 scraps. That's 25 possibilities that she might have won some of them shits and got robbed. That's 25 possibilities that she will fight. She's 12 and 10. She will fight. And this seemed, this is going to be the going theme from now on. I want y'all to understand. There's always a what kind of chance? A fighter's chance. So right now, look at her record. But she's willing, right? She's willing at this point to give it a fighter's chance. She's 20. She's had 25 fights. And... um. She has a winning record still. Even though she has 12 wins and 10 losses, she has more wins than losses. So, Reynoso may have a fight at fighter's chance, but Clarissa Shields stays sharp. And I still got Clarissa. It would be the upset of the... I don't think there would be a bigger upset unless Corona come back out with the Omicron transformer other one. <laughs> and then we get, we, we get locked down again. That, that will be like the, you know, upset of 2022 over Clarissa Shields getting losing or getting knocked out by um, Reynoso. So uh, Mike comes back. She fought the Carre and Serrano and Sorrento. So, 
And the reason why I said that is this. DeCare's claim to fame is that she fought who? Clarissa Shields. So guess what? Bitch, I'm fighting Clarissa Shields too. Who is you? Clarissa lost against you. Clarissa ain't lose. Uh, I mean, Cla Clarissa beat you. She ain't beat me yet. So I'm coming in better than you right now. Right? That's how a fighter thinks. Why? Because I got to bet on me. I'm not going back. Oh, my gosh. She fought to carry. Oh, <laughs> to carry. I need to think about fighting me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She fought Serrano. You're talking about as in Amanda? Couldn't be Amanda. Cindy. Which one she fought? Huh? Tell me about that one. Serrano and then Sorrento. Please remind me of um, which broad first name is Sorrento. Oh. Okay, it's a typo. Okay. All right, Mike. I forgive you. So, um... I mean, she fought to carry, but like I said, I'm not going to judge you because I'm not that you're going to, um, because you did a certain way against Serrano that you going to do a certain way, that same way against someone in a heavier weight class or different fighters, right? I sucked down to 134 and I got TKO'd by Jessica McCaskill. Do you think Jess... I, it's not even think because if y'all look, look, look at the people who would fight me because nobody would fight me. Why? Because sugar had that thunder clap at 140 between 140 and 140. That's my weight. I was going to knock you out. Smooth, knock you out. Nobody made hardly people hardly made it past round two, three with me. Kelly Kofer, and I, I, I'm not bragging about this, but Kelly Kofer stood in there and she, she got dropped a couple times in the fight, but her being brave, she lost her memory for, for a good amount of time after that. She had amnesia and I felt really bad about that, right? But that's the damage. That's the damage, right? But Jessica McCaskill and her people, them, knew that they couldn't fight Sugar at that weight. Challenge Sugar at, brought Sugar down. And I sacrificed a good amount of myself to meet that challenge. And it didn't work out for me. Right? Um... So um, it looks like, okay, so yeah, Clarissa Shields went, she going to go to dif distance. So, um, and, and so um, Reynoso went the distance with Serrano and DeCare too. So I guess she'll go the distance with Clarissa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's always a fighter's chance, but I, I, I strongly doubt that, um, Sorrento will uh, uh, will win over Clarissa, and I strongly doubt Clarissa will knock Sorrento out. So now I'm not excited about this too much. Sometimes you you watch enough of a story where you can guess the ending, 
you're always guessing the ending. That's that's the Clarissa Shields saga for me right now. Um, so so it looks like um, Reynoso fought Mary Spencer. Confirm that. It's some information coming in, y'all. So Sorrento, um, if Sorrento fought Mary Spencer and and went the distance, well, you know, this should be what was you know what kind of fight was it? You know, I I would be interested to know if she was the opposition to these type of um, you know, she, the, this caliber of fighter. That means she she might know what she's doing in there. Um, okay. So, you know, moving on, moving on though. Okay. So, um, yeah, I tend to ramble y'all. <laughs> I, I want y'all to come in and, and, and I want y'all to ask me some questions instead of me rambling. I know y'all don't want to watch me ramble all night. We have so many other things that we could do. Instead of you watching me ramble, <laughs> but okay, let, let let's finish up. Let's let's talk this talk. Okay, now the, we got um, like I said, great opposition, a, a great uh, pool of opposition in super welterweight and welter and the welterweight division, right? Um, Alma Ibarra. Um, she she actually fought Clarissa Shields in the amateurs, right? So, but you know, I, I like the, these these are seasoned. Everyone's seasoned in super welter and welter. Nice and seasoned. You know we're gonna get something good. So any any combination, McCaskill versus Jonas. Ooh, that's sexy. McCaskill. Jessica McCaskill versus Natasha Jonas. That is the sexiest matchup in, in women uh, in, in women's boxing right now. I just I don't know why, but I just want to see that. I want to see that. Um. Uh, let's see. Um. Because y'all gonna y'all could probably tell who I'm a fan of. Natasha Jonas versus Cecilia Breakhouse. Oh my gosh, that's a great match. That's a great match. Okay, um, I'm just gonna throw a, a, another name in there that I, people have just been conveniently skipping over. Um, Raquel Miller. Come on, bring her into the mix. We're going on, right? Bring her into the mix. She she's spicy. She she got she got style. I, I she she talked that talk, right? She she um she has fought some or she stepped to some of these girls walking through onto the somebody else press conference, right? And met them there and like, okay, so let's fight. I love that. And she's, um, you know, she has some style to her. Now, uh, Natasha Jonas versus Layla McCarter. Like, Natasha Jonas, Mary Spencer. Like, she's the girl to beat. She's the broad to beat. 
she is the broad to beat in um in the welterweight division. The reason why I'm also a bigger fan is nobody has knocked a, a high-end contender down flat. She knocked Chris Namus down flat. That means she brought you gained power? You from lightweight where you wasn't really busting a grape. And and I, I know that people are going to try to say juice or whatever. It's some of them, some women here, they do juice, okay? They on that stuff, right? But I really think that Natasha Jonas, in her life, right? I mentioned this about Amanda, where she, you know, she had a, she had a lot of, um, she she wasn't allowed to have a lot of things that are necessary in life, in the life of a woman and in the life of a woman boxer that makes you a better fighter, right? Because we also fight for so many other things in our life and boxing affects those things. So that's why we fight so hard when we decide to box. Natasha Jonas, she was married She's a mother. She got divorced, right? She's a single mom now. These are all battles. And she still believes and believed, believed and believes in herself enough to come back, get back on the horse after not getting that decision after being knocked out literally in the ring after losing your family after doing all that she still believes in herself and believed in herself enough to become champion once again um so um okay uh mike came in with the numbers raquel miller is 11 and 0 with four knockouts. That's what I'm saying. Like, why is no one talking about her? She's got an O. She's fought some names too. Okay, she has fought some people. 11 and 0. Like, why? Why are y'all? Why are y'all conveniently not giving Raquel some shine? Don't do that. Don't do that. The more, uh, I, I want women boxers. This is to all y'all. Cause I, you know, I just want somebody, to, I, I, I just want more women to win. And winning means that when you get out of this or when you're in it, you can take care of yourself and your family. And if you're fighting, you're allowing, you're giving someone else the opportunity also to take care of themselves and their family and to become, and to become a professional in what they do. You want to be taken in that way. You give that energy out. And once we start doing that, that's when we'll start making money. That's really when we'll start making money, right? Because this is how it goes right now. A fighter is a fighter is a fighter, is a female fighter in women's boxing. 
they'll put the name and in this corner queen elizabeth queen elizabeth ain't never had a fight queen elizabeth probably never had a boxing and um took aerobic boxing uh two classes right and then we have you know um winnie winnie mandela over here queen elizabeth both powerful women but Winnie Mandela has fought, has fought. I don't even have to tell y'all what Winnie Mandela went through. Queen Elizabeth, Winnie Mandela. Two fighters, two women, two powerful women. But when it comes to fighting, One, you know, one's fights might be a little more hands-on than the other. That's all I got to say. Okay, so um, in considering that, um, you got two powerful women and they have names and then you have, you know, someone who comes in who has not done anything knows nothing about that right and you expect for that no-name woman to get the same kind of payment get the same kind of attention and all of that stuff that these two powerful women that i've just named gets right so when they bring in a tomato can say queen elizabeth brings in a tomato can or winnie mandel brings in a tomato can right they're cheapening the the pool of opposition. So they're no, no one's going to think that anyone else besides Winnie and, and Queen Elizabeth, no one's going to be thinking that anybody's out here is capable. It's it, uh, uh, of, of um, earning money. I hope I explained that uh, clear enough or get, I mean, sometimes I just ramble and <laughs> you guys tonight me is one of the nights that sugar's just rambling. Right. So, but I, it'll make sense. It, it, it does make sense. The more you guys meet and chat, maybe y'all start to get a little bit crazy like sugar or you understand that I spits the truth, the facts. Right? Either or, one thing gonna happen though, right? We're gonna get to know each other. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to wrap up tonight's show about the welter world heat, super welterweight and um, welterweight division. Okay, um, some good stuff coming up. We got Cecilia Breakers coming back, coming back in the game. Um, she a little long in the tooth and, uh, I'm thinking that she did so much. She was, she was the old school Katie Taylor where she would run and run and run and hide behind the ref and hit you from behind the ref and the ref will put themselves and block. You know, she, she was Miss Lady Roadrunner until Katie Taylor came, darling Katie Taylor came 
and took over the track. And now she's the champion, uh, pound for pound, some people might argue. And um, she she is the champion and she's now the one to beat. But before it was Cecilia Brakehouse. So Jessica McCaskill dethroned Cecilia Brakehouse. And um, <laughs> coming in, that's right. Um, a popular style that um, I don't see and you would have to have ring IQ to solve is now that track star boxer merging of the style. I run and run and run and run and run and run and stop and pop, 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 and run and run and run and ah, catch me if you can, tack, 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 and pop, 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 and run. That's not pro. It's not a pro style. That's not fighting. That's playing tag, right? That is a, it, it, it's a um, glorified game of mofo tag. And we don't do that. I'm a grown ass woman in here. I came here to fight. But that's just me. That, that's old school sugar. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Okay. So thanks for chiming in, Mike. And um, you guys check me out. I'm I'm sorry. There's some there's some Wednesdays that I just there are technical difficulties and I cannot get online. But please check every Wednesday like subscribe share okay and come on and talk women's boxing with sugar tell me what's on your mind tell me what's out there tell me what's good right and it doesn't have to be about boxing women's boxing um meaning scores numbers and all of that stuff um oh tony's reviews came in you came at the end well at least you came so, um, I want you to come again, okay? But next Wednesday at 7.30, Tony, please meet me, me and you, next uh, next week, 7.30, uh, on a Wednesday, okay? Like, subscribe, and share. Um, thank you for all the comments, you guys, and and um, I, I, I like, you know, I, I like for us to have a party. There's no right or wrong answers when you talk talking uh, women's boxing with sugar, okay? It's just a good time, okay? And I, I, I want you to tickle my mind. I want y'all to make me, you know, um, think about certain things because perspective is the spice of life. Right, we don't all see the same story and see things the same, and that's the beauty of it, and that's how we learn, and that's what makes life worth sticking around for. Okay, you guys, I'll see you next Wednesday. Okay, um, take care of yourself for the rest of the week and enjoy your weekends.